It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. And what better soap opera is there in America than the association? The answer to that is none. Absolutely none. We are going to talk about the trade that just went down between the Knicks and the Mavericks that sends Chris Stapp's Porzingis to Dallas along with a couple of other guys and sends Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan and malcontent Dennis Smith Jr. to New York and how that affects the Oklahoma City Thunder, and what it means for them in the short term, what it means for the Thunder in the long term. There's also trade discussions going on between the Lakers and Knopp about the possibility of Anthony Davis going out to Los Angeles. We'll discuss that. I'll tell you how I would handle that if I'm Dell Demps. And the gangster move, the just total gangster, you never go against the family Fredo move, that the Pelicans made for made against Anthony Davis. This was sheer beauty on their part. I love what they did, and that's coming up in segment number one. In segment number two, we'll talk about Dennis Schroeder and how invaluable he has made himself to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're getting close to the trade deadline, and there was a time when I thought that if Dennis Schroeder showed what he's doing today that the Thunder might be able to get a pretty penny for him and not only help themselves by getting a backup point guard, but also maybe able to get that key valuable guy off the bench that's a 3 and D dude. Well, I don't think that's going to happen now. And we'll discuss why it, why it shouldn't happen at least during this season. And then in segment number three, we'll talk about the possibility of Ennis Cantor coming back to Oklahoma City, which We've explored several times why that won't happen this year, but where could Ennis Kanter um, end up? What does he know about what's going on with the Knicks? And if you haven't heard what he had to say last night, then you need to you need to hear this audio. We will play that for you. Kanter um, also showing his love for uh, the Knicks and basketball just by kissing the court. Man, I, dude, if there's any way to get him back in Oklahoma City. It needs to happen. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've covered the Thunder now for five and a half years. If you like what you hear and you really want to hear the Locked On Thunder podcast or any of our Locked On podcasts every day, just say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast or, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. You can also subscribe at Apple iTunes and you can also subscribe via lockedonpodcast.com and I would thank you very much if you would like if you would do that because they end up in your inbox every single day. 
Okay, it just came down a little while ago, and by the time this gets published, it'll be a couple of hours old, but the New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks make a deal. Really convenient that the Knicks were just in New York for this deal to get done, or I guess the Knicks have always been in New York. I guess it's really convenient that the Mavericks were in New York playing the Knicks in order to get this done, but the Knicks get uh, get Wesley Matthews Jr., they get DeAndre Jordan, and they get Dennis Smith Jr., or I guess it's just Wesley Matthews not Wesley Matthews Jr. The Knicks get Chris Stapps Porzingis. They also take on the contracts of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee, who's doing absolutely nothing this year, and Tim Hardaway Jr., who is having a better-than-average year. He's actually doing better than his career numbers this year for the New York Knicks. Now, what does this mean for the Oklahoma City Thunder? In the short term, not a lot. Because Chris, because Chris Stapps Porzingis is probably not going to be on the court for the Dallas Mavericks the rest of this year. And even if he is, it's hard to tell what kind of shape he's going to be in. The Mavericks are taking a risk here. Big time risk to get Chris Stapps Porzingis. You're banking on the fact that when Porzingis comes back, that he's going to be at least halfway what he was before he started getting injured. And I don't know if I would have been willing to make that deal if I was the Mavericks without knowing what this guy's going to do. I know he's been working out, but nothing is guaranteed. But fortune always favors the bold. So for the Mavericks, I like the deal. I, I like the fact that they were willing to take the risk. For the Knicks, this clears about $73 million in cap space which opens up the bidding for Kyrie Irving and more likely Kevin Durant to try and get them to come to New York and hopefully draw other free agents along with them, which for the Oklahoma City Thunder, that would be the best thing possible because if you look at the way the Thunder are now, that roster is set for a while. And what the Thunder could really benefit from is that Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, Kyrie Irving follows him, and instead of there being a migration to Los Angeles, where everybody wants to be on LeBron James's team, everybody wants to go to New York and play with Kevin Durant. How likely is that scenario? If I was a player and had the choice of playing with KD or playing alongside LeBron, I'm going to go play alongside LeBron. I know Kevin Durant was the finals MVP the last two times Golden State had made it to the finals, but LeBron is LeBron. And the Lakers are the Lakers, and there's just something about being in that organization that's more appealing than being in the Knicks, because the Knicks always seem to screw things up. Which, if you want more on the Knicks screwing things up, I would highly recommend Locked on Knicks today. I bet it is extremely entertaining and informative, uh, as well as Locked on Mavericks. So you can never count on the Knicks to do the right thing. You can always count on the Knicks to screw things up which is good for everybody else in the East. And I still think there's a chance that there's some sort of big three with Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and, and LeBron James, which ends up in the West. So let's talk about what's going on with the Lakers right now because they're engaged with the New Orleans Pelicans for talks to bring Anthony Davis out to Los Angeles. And if I'm the Pelicans and Dale Demps, I am not taking Magic Johnson's call. I'm not taking it till the end of the year I am solely putting this ball in Magic's court, and I am letting Magic continue to up that offer. I am going to rake Magic Johnson for everything I can possibly get out of this guy in order to hand him Anthony Davis for a few reasons. One, 
I'm pissed off at Anthony Davis and his agent for making this public. And it was a completely gangster move by New Orleans to take Anthony Davis out of the hype video. I loved that move. That was the ultimate ballsy FU move that they made telling Anthony Davis, all right, fine, you want to go to the Lakers? Well, we're just going to completely strip away anything that you gave to this organization. You have hurt our locker room. You've hurt our teams. You've upset our fans because now we know we can't replace you unless we get a few draft picks and land high enough in the draft to, to get a guy of your caliber. So we're not going to treat you all that nice. And if I'm Dell Demps, I'd, I don't want to make Anthony Davis happy. I don't want to send him to the Los Angeles Lakers. But the other reason I don't deal with the Lakers is because the Lakers are a dirty organization. And the Lakers do more tampering than anybody in the association does. And as a small market, the best thing you can do is, is stand up to these guys. Show them that they're not going to push you around. Show them that they don't just because they've got the purple and the gold and the history and they've got Los Angeles and beaches and everything else that they're not going to be able to just tamper with your guys and steal them while they're under contract. So this is this is a this is a big game of chicken essentially for New Orleans. And the Lakers will blink first. The Lakers are more desperate than New Orleans to get this deal done. They have screwed everything up for the last few years. Really go, I mean if you look at the Lakers track record going all the way back to when they brought Dwight Howard in and they brought in an aging Steve Nash to mesh with Kobe and that backfired on them. The Lakers really aren't much better than the Knicks of making things right. Now, getting LeBron James was a boost to get things in the right direction, but they still managed to miss out on Paul George because they weren't willing to make that deal with him or weren't willing to make that deal with Indiana. And now you're Dell Demps and you got a chance to just bend the Lakers over a barrel. You take advantage of this. There isn't any way, shape, or form that you should ever give in to Magic, give in to Rob Palenka. You make them bleed as much as you can, not just for you, but for every other small market in the NBA. You've got a chance to be the hero that stood up to the bully. And I think it's kind of high time that the Lakers got theirs because the Lakers, and if I'm a Laker fan, I love the way that the Lakers do business. Let's be completely honest here. If you're a Laker fan, you love the fact that the Lakers can kind of bow up their chest and have their pick of the litter. They can say whoever they want. They can say when they want them. Whatever penalty the, the NBA levies against them, it isn't enough to really hurt them. You're the Lakers. You're entitled. You, you, can, you can do that stuff. So if I'm a Laker fan, great. I love the way that they roll. Well, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Thunder fan too. So screw these guys. Let's see them get theirs in the end. Plus, I'm still not sold on Magic Johnson being an executive. And so far, it doesn't look like it's worked out all that great. Yes, you've got LeBron, but you really haven't brought anything to put around him. And LeBron has been hurt. So how desperate are you, Los Angeles? Let, let's see what you got. Show us your cards. And in the end, if I'm Dell Demps, I love the other move that New Orleans is talking about, which is benching Anthony Davis for the rest of the year and not trading him, and then opening up the bidding when the spring rolls around. And 
somebody, somebody's going to be willing to buy it on that, and you may get a great deal from the Boston Celtics, which selfishly as a Thunder fan and wanting the Thunder to compete in the West, which is exactly what I want to happen. But if you are looking for drama, go dig up old go dig up old episodes of Mad Men, which are on Netflix. Go watch General Hospital. Go watch The Sopranos. Go watch Boardwalk Empire. Watch anything that could even remotely be a soap opera and nothing. Nothing compares to what we get on a daily basis in the NBA. This is great. A lot of great stuff to talk about. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, why you couldn't trade Dennis Schroeder even if you wanted to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you like what you hear, then check out Locked On Sooners as well. Today, we went back into the archives on Locked On Sooners, so you can hear some Mike Stoops audio. Mike Stoops getting a new job at Alabama. We talk about that and how OU can become the next Alabama as far as resurrecting coaches. And hey, I'm telling you today, today is the day that if you haven't checked out any of the other podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Knicks, Locked On Mavericks would be great to hear. And all you have to do is ask your smart speaker, Alexa, play Locked On Knicks Podcast. Hey, Google, play Locked On Mavericks Podcast. And there it is. You can also subscribe at LockedOnPodcast.com. Dennis Schroeder had a hell of a night for the Oklahoma City Thunder in Orlando. And Dennis Schroeder's had a lot of great nights ever since he has come to Oklahoma City. And the trading deadline is getting close. And when Dennis Schroeder was first traded here to Oklahoma City in the deal that sent Carmelo Anthony to Atlanta, which he was then cut and waived and whatever and went to Houston for a little while, I foolishly thought at the time that Dennis Schroeder was a guy that you were picking up simply so you could you could deal him. I didn't think the Thunder would want to take on a salary, even though it was less than Carmelo's Carmelo Anthony's salary. It just seemed like one of those deals where it's like, all right, you've already got a backup point guard in Raymond Felton. This is a ball-dominant guy. Sure, he's athletic, but I bet he's going to want to start. So how could you, you put him on the bench? I mean, all these thoughts were going through my head. And I thought Schroeder probably, there would be some team out there that would think that he was good enough to start for them at point guard. So they might give you... Uh, they might give you something really worth it in return, and you could go out and get that key key 3 and D guy. Well, lo and behold, Dennis Schroeder has been just absolutely amazing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now as the trade deadline nears, and we are about, what, six days away from the trade deadline, a little more than six days away at the recording of this uh, podcast, 
Dennis Schroeder has gotten to the point of being invaluable to, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You, you couldn't trade him this year if you wanted to. Is there a possibility that Dennis Schroeder gets traded in the offseason? Yeah, I think there is. Because the dude has upped his value enough. The Thunder still lack three-point shooting. And uh, the guy that you want to come off the bench and be that 3 and D guy might not be available now. But he could be available in the offseason. And you could always go out and get a backup point guard if you could get that key shooter for Dennis Schroeder. But it's a matter of knowing which guys you can part with and knowing which guys you can't part with. And Schroeder has become so valuable inside that locker room that right now, if you're Sam Presti, there's no pulling that trigger. There's just, it's just not going to happen on that deal. And I would think that even in the offseason, with as valuable as he is to Oklahoma City, that you he would have advocates in Paul George and in Russell Westbrook whom if Sam was thinking about trading him to get somebody else, they might speak up for Dennis Schroeder and say, well, let's look at this. Let's trade this guy. And I, I get the feeling that the Thunder are not going to stand pat here in the next few days that they will go out and add somebody. I don't, I, I don't think we will see. If, if you're just asking me and looking at the Thunder history and... The Thunder history is this. Fans have people that they want to see traded. Right now, your number one and number two guys that fans want out of here are Alex Abrinas, number one, Patrick Patterson, number two. Those are the two guys every single Thunder fan wants out. So every single Thunder fan starts concocting trades via the trade machine that include Alex Sabrinas and Patrick Patterson, and in return, you always get some star player that helps put you over the top, or if not a star player, it's always that same guy that puts you over the top for your garbage that you want, you're wanting to get rid of. But reality does not necessarily meet with the fantasy of the trade machine. And what the Thunder normally do is pull some deal that we didn't see coming. It's like, oh, they were able to get rid of that guy. And in exchange for that guy, they got someone we weren't even thinking of. So it's almost, in a sense, it doesn't pay to go down the Thunder trade road right now. Because as Sam Presti works, as we've learned, generally Sam Presti will trade. And we've seen him make deals which are very close to the end of the deadline. Which, that's, if the Thunder make a move, I would think that that's going to happen. The other thing about making a trade with this Thunder team, and as we talked a little bit about Dennis Schroeder, is for the exception of Alex Sabrinas, this is a pretty cohesive unit. And if I'm Sam Presti and I can't find a team that's willing to take Patrick Patterson or I can't replace Patrick Patterson's three-point shooting prowess, and I know it's not much of a three-point shooting prowess, just a little over... 30% for your career, and this year it's been awful. But if I can't find someone that is significantly better than Patrick Patterson or somebody that is significantly better than Alex Sabrinas at this time, then I don't worry about it. I roll with the unit I've got because what you've got is pretty darn good. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we hear from Ennis Canner post-game last night, and you're not going to want to miss this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up 
with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The best way to subscribe to the Locked On Thunder Podcast is just go to LockedOnThunder.com, hit the subscribe button. There's also Apple iTunes, and the easiest way to listen to this podcast and Locked On Sooners is by asking Alexa, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, or hey Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And all the podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network are done by local hosts, local producers. Locked On Mavericks has done an emergency podcast. Locked On Knicks has done an emergency podcast. So is Locked On NBA. And if you haven't listened to any of those today, please do so by um, asking your smart speaker or by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. There's also Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Ennis Canner finally got back on the court to play for the New York Knicks. It's been a while. One, Canner's been banged up. There's also been the whole thing about not going over to London. And I will tell you right now, um, when it comes to Ennis Canner's safety, I really worry about Ennis Canner's safety. We've had this discussion in the uh, during dinner prior to Thunder Games um, with other members of the Thunder Media I have where I'm deathly afraid that one of these days I'm going to wake up and either on my Twitter feed or on ESPN or Channel 9, whatever, there's going to be breaking news that says Ennis Kanter has just disappeared because of his criticism of the Turkish government. I am worried that somehow he gets abducted and we never hear from him again. And I know that that is dark, but it is just, it's worrisome when you're talking about a government like that, not to get too political. But the thing about Ennis Kanter is, is he's one of the most respected players here in Oklahoma City. Most respected by the fans, most respected by the media. He's very open, he's very honest, he's very genuine. And last night he showed that when he got back on the court by kissing it. Because the dude does not like to be put on the bench. He wants to play, he wants to contribute uh, to his team. He did get to play against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But honestly, there hasn't been a place for Ennis Kanter that has been as good as Oklahoma City. Problem is, is that the Thunder are very happy with Nerland's Noel right now, and Canner doesn't shoot the three well enough for you to make that deal. I, I guess you could trade straight up trade Nerland's Noel for Ennis Canner, but I don't know why you'd want to do that and mess with what this team has. Of course, I think if you bring Canner in, he's certainly not going to disrupt the chemistry. But Canner's genuineness was on full display last night, not only when he kissed the court, but when he was also talking about it after the game and Dirk Nowitzki and a lot of other things. And if you didn't hear it, here it is from the Madison Square Garden Network. Tonight, obviously, when you came back in the game, it looked like you were excited. You gave the, the, the garden floor a little kiss there. What was that all about? 
I mean, like I said, man, if they know the if they know the love of uh, New York, I have in my heart, they will retire my jersey. And uh, I have no problem with this organization, man. I have no problem with these players, the teammates, coaches, or or the, or the city. From the day one, I love the city. I I say this. I mean, the fans uh, from the day one, they always uh, from the day one they open their arm, give me a, a warm welcome. From the day one, this, uh, the day one I get uh, traded. So I mean. Ah, um, you know, just I just wanted to show my love, and obviously, on the court and off the court, I've been having a very rough time the last uh, three weeks. So I've been uh, with uh, Turkey issues and you know basketball issues, but I think the 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 support that they they showing just meant a lot to me. So that's why I wanted to just give back a little kiss for them. And Anas, from one big to another, I mean, what can you say about a 21-year career that we're seeing from Dirk Nowitzki and just you know him playing at the Garden here tonight? What do you think about it's, it? It's so much. I got so much respect for him, man, because like I mean, it's it's so sad that I mean, I hope. I mean, I just want to just what because and it's, it's the Garden, you know. It just it makes him more special. But definitely every time he's out there, just is. I mean, he, he, one more time he showed tonight, he still got it. And growing up for you, I mean, was he a player that you looked to being in Europe? Oh yeah, he was. He was my, my idol, definitely. I mean, he's he's everybody's idol if if you're in, uh, if you're from Europe. You actually seemed maybe even a little nervous when you went out there. Would you say, or was it more just excited or over energized? Nervous, definitely yeah. nervous because I mean. Because I mean, it just—it was just so much uh, uh, pressure, too. But I think I just wanted to go out there and just uh, just show the fans some love. But I think, of course, I didn't play how many games. I was definitely nervous. I miss him. I'm mean, I missing his canter. Bring back canter. Bring back canter. Uh, but I like Nerlens Noel too. It'd be very tough. It'd be very tough to get rid of Nerlens Noel, but very emotional, and I think very good for the Oklahoma City fans to have that guy back as soon as humanly possible. And also, Canner playing agent saying that he knows of a uh, an all-star, a superstar that's willing to sign with the Knicks in the offseason. There's also talk about Canner ending up with the Lakers, which I don't want to see that. The, o the only good thing about Canner going to the Lakers is the fact that we'd get to see him more often here in Oklahoma City. And that, that would not suck. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow as we get you ready for the Thunder and the Miami Heat, also the Thunder and the Celtics. It'll be our weekend podcast, and if need be, we'll do an emergency podcast. It's all right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Be excellent to each other and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.